This is the Total Tuscany Podcast, Episode 78. Uh, but we took the chance in this period to, uh, to speak about tourism in our community, to try to be stronger for the future, and even to try to be more... Uh, I think we are really um, an authentic community because we are. There are many people living in, in, in town, and now we are trying to express uh, more strongly the authenticity of San Gimignano, and especially from the countryside, there are so great uh, men and women. And so we are trying to prepare some surprise for you when you'll be back. <laughs> And I hope you will enjoy more and more San Gimignano. That's Carolina today. She's part of the city government of San Gimignano and is patiently waiting for visitors to return. You see, San Gimignano is a small town in north-central Tuscany. Its population is just over 7,000, but it hosts an estimated 4 million visitors a year. The city center is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and its medieval architecture can be seen for miles. San Gimignano still boasts 14 towers. A better description would be ancient skyscrapers. It's a city of inspiration. The movie Tea with Mussolini was filmed there, and author John Grisham used San Gimignano as a romantic getaway to save the marriage of character John Backman in his novel The Broker. We first visited San Gimignano in 2009. Despite the large crowds and occasional tourist traps, we keep going back. Why? Because it's authentic, it's full of life, and the views are spectacular. Oh, San Gimignano, Mr. Pat Capagna. San Gimignano means so much to our families because, well, that was that was the first place we visited when we stepped foot in Italy. We flew into Rome, I guess we stayed there, but then we... We, we literally drove to San Gimignano to spend our first 17 days in Italy. It, uh, we had, uh, it was an adventure getting there, but that was the first place. San Gimignano was the first place we really got to explore and kind of get our feet wet. Yeah. And, but it, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of where the, the obsession with Tuscany and Italy came from. Yeah, you're exactly right because San Gimignano is, listen, it, it's a tourist hotspot. If you go in the prime season, it's going to be packed with tourists. I'm not going to lie to you. And that's, but it also shows you how these small medieval towns that during COVID are greatly affected by not having tourists show up. Oh, yeah. I, I can't even imagine those winding, narrow streets empty. You yeah. Know? But it's, a, it's such a, even with, I mean, you have to say, even with all the tourists, even with all the camera clicking and phones out, it is a really cool place. So Carolina today, and I, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong because th there's just certain accents. We just we just realized we've been saying Pancoli for 12 years and it's Pancola. Yeah, or Pancola. I, I don't even, she tried to correct us because she was being nice to us. She's but kind. She's very kind, but we realized, oh, we've been saying this wrong for 12 years. This this is the, the, the downside of not living there and trying to just enunciate it phonetically. Right. We talk about, and we'll go into great detail or, or greater detail about the towers that are in San Giovanni. And I kept thinking of you because you are so scared of heights. You, oh, yeah. you would not climb a tower when oh, we were there. I know. I'm. 
I'm a baby. I'm a baby when it I get I'm the guy that gets halfway to the top of the tower and I look down and I'm like, this is it. I'm done. It is the city of towers. It is the medieval city. It is a beautiful city. And when the world opens back up, when you visit Tuscany, uh, San Gimignano is a place for you to visit. And here is our conversation with Carolina as she tells us more about the great city of San Gimignano. Carolina, I guess you, you need to know that for San Gimignano to patronize, very, it's, it, it holds a special place in our heart because in 2009, the first time we went to Italy, we stayed just outside of San Gimignano in Pancoli, or just outside of Pancoli. So we were so close, and we spent so much time in San, Gim, San Gimignano. Um, the city is beautiful. How long have you lived there, and, and what, do you, what do you do for San Gimignano? Yes, uh... Good, I'm happy you were in San Gimignano and especially in Pancoli, in Pancoli, because <laughs> I too, I, that was the first place where I lived when I moved to San Gimignano. <laughs> I was born in Florence, still in Tuscany, but my husband is from San Gimignano, so actually it's uh, 22 years I'm living in San Gimignano. And the first place was Pancoli, <laughs> just the same of you. And uh, actually, I live in the historical center, so I'm really lucky. I can see the towers uh, from the windows in my house. And, uh, and I'm now working in the municipality, and I work in the staff of the mayor, and I take care about culture and tourism. Wow. And so t tell us, you know, a lot of our listeners, Carolina, have, have no idea what San Gimignano means, what it is. So. Before we talk about the impact of COVID, can you explain to the listeners what what is why should they come to San Gimignano? What 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 uh, what should they see there? What should they be looking for? Hi, San Gimignano. It's okay. I live here, and then you know the Italians and especially Tuscan people are really proud. Eh? So, uh, but what I can for sure say that when you arrive here, it's something to be in a, in a way in the medieval dream. Eh? Uh, San Gimignano is, is in the, inscribed in the World Heritage List since 1990 exactly for this, because we do represent the, um, the medieval city. Eh? Again, in the historical center, most part of the buildings are authentic since the 14th century. And uh, now you, you can really appreciate when you get inside the town, how the system of the town was in the medieval time with the different uh, streets, the squares, buildings, the wells, uh, uh, the gate uh, to get inside the town. And then uh, you, you can see it's something that in Italy we are quite used to, but it's not so obvious that there are so many masterpieces uh, still in the place where the artist uh, designed them. For example, if you get inside the cathedral, the collegiata, there are incredible fresco. It's full of fresco. It's uh, a dream, even for me. Every time I, I get inside the collegiata, I'm astonished. And again, for example, the town hall, where my office is now, it's still the same town hall since the beginning of the 14th century. So can you imagine? It's really something special. Um, and then the countryside. You told me about Pancole. 
so you appreciate uh, how beautiful is the countryside nearby San Gimignano. Pancole is on the uh, Francigena Road. Maybe you, you heard yep. about the special pilgrim road. And it's really good when you, you arrive, when you arrive to San Gimignano, to the historical center, walking on the Francigena Road, that's really a moving experience. Especially from Pancole, you find on your way to great churches, so mystic and so beautiful. So in a way you get back in the past, then you are so in contact with the landscape, the Tuscan landscape. I think it's beautiful. For me it's beautiful and I live here since I was born. And I, I think um, it's something moving, especially now that we are really a little bit suffering in this period. Well, you mentioned the suffering. I think everybody thinks San Gimignano is beautiful. The, the city, the countryside. Uh, there, you know, I was thinking Florence, Siena and, and San Gimignano are really the, the tourist hotspots in Tuscany, right? And, and San, Gimignano, San Gimignano would be the smallest of those three. How difficult has it been for the city, its citizens, and the businesses just to survive during this time? It's, it's strong because, uh, as you told, we have, we have the countryside, so many inhabitants of San Gimignano work with agriculture. We do produce a nice uh, wine, the matcha wine, uh, but the, the main economy is uh, related to the tourism. Huh? So with COVID, it was really strong. When we had the, lock the first lockdown, it was strange, especially the sound was strange because we were used to have this, uh, uh, the sound, the voice of the people from all over the world and near, all around in the historical center. And it, it, it was strange. The, the listen, the silence was really strange. But then during the summer, it, it was good. We were, um, were not such a big place, so the people felt they could be safe in our countryside and even in the historical center. So, for example, July and August was nice. We, we were happy as we worked. And now we are again, do you know in Italy there are all the different colors and red, orange and yellow, but it's strange because every time you can change your color. For example, now we are yellow and so it's quite nice. We can move and we can travel a little bit in the area, but when you are red, you are not alone. So it's strange. You, you don't know what you can do, honestly. Uh, but we took the chance in this period to uh, to speak about tourism in our community, to try to be stronger for the future, and even to try to be more... Uh, I think we are really um, an authentic community because we are. there are many people living in, in, in town, and now we are trying to express uh, more strongly the authenticity of San Gimignano, and especially from the countryside. There are so great uh, men and women and so we are trying to prepare some surprise for you when you'll be back. <laughs> and I hope you will enjoy more and more San Gimignano. So how, how many tourists, I'm just curious, what, how many tourists does San Gimignano usually see each year? And then without giving any secrets away or any surprises away, um, how is the city uh, planning to adapt 
so that we, we have tourists come back as soon as possible. How, how safe how safe are you making it? Uh, so in the past, before COVID, uh, we don't know exactly the number because it's difficult. There are, you know, you get the number of the people sleeping in town, then you have the number of the uh, parking, so buses and cars, then you have, you have the number for the museum. So we have a sort of... Uh, a number we say that there are four million persons coming per year normally in San Gimignano, but it's not an exact number. I think it's quite near to the real number anyway. And but for example, this summer from abroad we had uh, um, for the moment we don't know exactly the name, but the number, but it's uh, minus ninety uh, percent from abroad. So it's. Uh, a lot and uh, from Italy not so much but uh, uh, we work a lot with uh, abroad with foreigners so it was strong this summer and uh, for the future as I told we are trying we have a nice program with the um, countryside especially because I think uh, the historical center okay is so beautiful there are the museums the monuments and so on and so on but i think the countryside can express uh, really more and more because it's so beauty it's something that can really um i think you you can really feel better if you live in the countryside then there's a very nice food nice and healthy food the hair is pure uh, I think it's something really important. And then this is a special year for us because uh, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary uh, from the inscription of the historical center in the World Heritage List uh, by UNESCO. So again, we, are, um, we have something, some discussion in town uh, um, how to express the value of UNESCO because I really believe in this strange year, this era of COVID, the culture is more important than what we are feeling now. Uh, so we are trying again to feel that we are part of uh, UNESCO. We are just not a town which belongs to us, but we do belong to the world. And we want to be a place uh, which can bring uh, peace in the men and women mind, as UNESCO has as a goal. Uh, so we are trying to be we are a peaceful place but we want to um we want them when you get in our museum when you get in our town then you feel part of a a peaceful world huh? something like that yeah no I, that makes that, that makes sense um you know you mentioned in the summer when it was yellow and you're yellow again that people could come and you had tourism in the summer not many americans probably zero americans how much does do Americans mean to San Gimignano and the tourism there? Okay, we are San Gimignano. Americans are always welcome to San Gimignano. Most part of our tourists is from America. Eh? <laughs> you know, many of them. Some were able to arrive. Eh? Yeah, I I understood there was some trick <laughs> to get to Italy and some of. <laughs> Americans uh, were able to get here, and then there are many of you who has uh, they have the houses here, so in the countryside. So some of some of them they decided to spend even the lockdown in Italy in the countryside. 
And the um, sanitary system is really good in Tuscany. So they could, uh, if they were sick, they could be treated in the hospital as they were Italians. So not so much, but some Americans were here for the lockdown too. But they mean a lot to your tourism dollars, right? I mean, when, when this thing opens back up, when we can, you, you, you want us all to come back, right? Yeah, we hope, yes. I don't know this. Uh, we hope from his uh, will be better, but it really depends on the international situation. For sure, I think the next year we'll be back. Uh, I hope with this new program for San Gimignano, and I hope in a more safe world. But we have to to wait and to, to try to understand what's happening in, in the world. All the world, right? so have especially you... from the South America, many people were coming from mm. South America. I know the situation is still strong in South America, so yeah. so we with, have to see. Without all of the tourism, Carolina, have you had a lot of businesses close? Any hotels or restaurants close in town? Mm, the the restaurant can be open during the day. They have to close the night. But you can, uh, they are open for takeaway. Not all, not all of them, eh? because the, the clients are more from the community. So, as I told you, we are not such a big community, and maybe for sure we have too much restaurant. But some, uh, some of them are open and they are still working. The hotels are opening now. Eh? There are some open now because we are yellow actually. So people can come here, and not all of them, honestly. And in the countryside, you know, it's easier because when you have an hotel, then you have to give many services. But if you are a agriturismo, for example, then the, normally the family is living in the in the same building or just nearby, and then it, it's easier even to open the door. Eh? So you can come and. Better to call before. <laughs> For example, yeah, yesterday uh, uh, I was told some person were nervous because they found that the museums closed. Um, we are nervous too, but um, when you travel in this period, maybe it's better to to call before, <laughs> just to call. But then the town is beautiful now because it's not empty at all, uh, and then you can really walk. Um, yeah in quiet uh, you can have a quiet time what's been the hardest part for you and everybody there during this time just not seeing people the the lack of business what's been the hardest part for you <laughs> there are many strong parts but honestly i, I want to really be honest with you as i have uh, this rule for the municipality at the really beginning of the lockdown i was thinking because I, I didn't, I couldn't imagine it was so long. Eh? Honestly, I thought it was a, a shorter period, and so I was thinking, okay, we have to take the chance to talk all of us and try to give to find new program for the town. Eh? We are not working now with the tourism, so it's good to uh, redesign the program to give new services and try, as I told you, to to find some special program for the countryside, uh, to have a new communication altogether. Then it, I understood it was hard because people were afraid. Uh, 
and uh, the people were really afraid because it we we it wasn't so easy to understand how long it will last so we were we are quite a, a rich community but it was difficult and then there are the people working for just for the season and they couldn't work in town so we start uh, getting worried now we are again trying to work all together for a new program and i see that the people are interested in even in uh, in education so there are two courses in town for marketing and web communication so i think this is this is what we can do now eh? to rethink our town a little bit and to be more professional with communication and with um, travel marketing and that we are doing that and and for this um, and as i told you at the beginning i thought it was easy to do that then i understood it was really hard to do that because people were afraid and angry but now they understood it's the way so i'm i feel happy about my community and i feel that we are building some something important for our future you know, San Gimignano is like the shining city on the hill. I, I, I'm taking a, a Ronald Reagan quote there. But uh, it, 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 what I mean by that is you come in and you see the towers. And people may not be familiar with San Gimignano and the towers. Can you talk about the significance of the towers? How many are left? And just what the towers mean to the city? Yeah. Uh, so actually, we have uh, 14 towers. But in the past, in the, just in the historical center, we had the 72, 73 towers. Eh? That's the number. So it's incredible in such a little space. You, you can consider the historical center is uh, uh, 900 per 500 meters. So it's really a little <laughs> a place with 72, 73 towers. It's really incredible for me to, eh? <laughs> to understand that. And what about the towers? The towers are architecture, which represents just the power. The, all the rich families had to build a, to try to build a high tower. As higher was the tower and as uh, stronger was the power of the family. And there are some family who had the twin towers. Uh, there are two families with twin towers. Uh, and again, if you have two towers, uh, high towers, then you are really strong. That's, that's the meaning. Normally, the inside of the tower is too little, so it's not possible to live inside. They used to live in the building in between the towers of the, or the building just nearby the, the, the tower. And uh, they used even to collect the water on the top. Sometimes uh, there were a tree on the top. Actually, just in Luca, there's a very nice uh, a tower with a tree on the top. But even in San Gimignano, in the medieval time, we used to have that. Uh, so that's the only expression of the tower. And then the highest tower is the tower of the municipality, of the Podesta. That was the name of the mayor in the medieval time and we call it um, Torre Grossa, big tower, <laughs> that's the literary translation. It's 54 meters, so it's really high. And then you can consider that they built that tower at the beginning of the 14th century. So 
the engineer uh, technique was not so incredible, but this, the tower are still there. And the architect, the University of Architecture in Florence, they studied the technical construction for the towers and they understood that they are really well done. That's the main reason because this, the towers still exist in the historical center. And, and then another reason is because, uh, you know, San Gimignano was extremely rich in the medieval time. That's why we had so much towers. But then we, we were really poor in the other centuries. So any rich families was able to restore, to renovate the architecture of the house and they had to keep the towers. That's the, the main reason. You know, the... Uh... Whenever it's funny that you mentioned the seventy-two, because whenever we're there, I keep thinking to myself, where, where would they have put seventy-two <laughs> towers in this town? And then I I started studying a little more, and I realized that there's a walking path around the city walls that I didn't know about. And so I thought, when I got the chance to talk with you, I wanted to ask if there's any other little secrets about San Gimignano that we would like to tell the tourists about, other than the towers. Is there any other aspect of the city that you would like to let people know that they should go see okay let me, i think for sure for example what you told that uh, sometimes especially if you are in a hurry you just uh, walk in the main street that's not the best way to visit san gimignano because san gimignano is really uh, full of nice place and so if you accept to travel a little bit deeper then you really can understand the community so the first suggestion is, is just to get a little bit lost in the historical center eh? and to walk in the little street then there are um on the on in the historical center there's a park inside which is Rocca, the name, and it's one of the oldest parts of the town. And then you get inside, inside of a fortress and there it's full of olive trees and they are so beautiful and it's a really peaceful garden. So that's a good suggestion. And then there's a little, uh, uh, some stairs and then you can have a very nice view on the countryside. So this is absolutely my first suggestion. And, um, and then the, uh, there are some fountains, the, some medieval fountains, very, very nice, because uh, they still keep the medieval architecture. As you can see, even in Siena, they are not so common, but they're really, really beautiful. And then something a little bit, okay, for sure to visit the churches because uh, the, there are some little churches in the town, so beautiful. And then there are the frescoes in the cathedral, extraordinary. And then something which is a little bit strange, maybe for a, such an historical uh, city as we are, but we are full of uh, contemporary art piece in the just in the town so if you walk you can find for example uh, one american kiki smith <laughs> there's a very nice sculpture by kiki smith in the rock which is the same place with olive trees as i told you then there's a very nice piece of anish kapoor again in, in the historical center 
and so on. So it could be nice maybe to spend some time to find this place. And then obviously you have to taste the wine. Again, nearby the Rocca, there's a nice museum for wine. And there you can taste all the different vernaccia. And you know that this year with, um, in Italy, we are celebrating the seventh century for Dante, for the death of Dante Alighieri. And Dante uh, was in San Gimignano. And we know that he tasted the vernaccia because we were producing in, since the medieval time vernaccia. And in, in Divina Commedia, he mentioned vino vernaccia. So this is the special year to taste vernaccia, I mm. think. Absolutely. And, and here's, here's what I'm excited about, because when we finally go back, we're going to go back to San Gimignano. We're going we're gonna to ask you to be our personal tour guide. Can you do that for us? <laughs> for sure. It will be a pleasure. Excellent. So informative. But me, you will be there for, I think, one week. <laughs> sure. If you, we can stay a week. Hell, I think we want to stay a month is yes. what we want to stay. Or more, yeah. Yes. Yeah, if, we, if, you, if you can find us a place to, to work and live, we'll just stay forever. How's that? We can make that happen. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for your time. It was it was informative. It was uh, educational for us, and it's just a matter of time before we can all return. And I I can't stress enough that when you go to Tuscany, San Gimignano is a must stop for anybody. Good. We are looking for you, and it's a pleasure. With um, I'm happy to to be with you today, like this. In a way, it's as as I'm in the square, welcoming you in person. So good. It's nice for me to, to talk about my town. Thank you. You know, it, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, right? Um, and, and Tuscany has plenty of those. Plenty of those. <laughs> and you can't go there. And there's nobody there. It's just 8,500 people living in that really cool place. How, how great would it have been to be locked down there if you had to be locked down anywhere? Well, you're right. But it's knowing the, the people that we know there, being locked down anywhere is not much fun, right? But what I thought was interesting is uh, there, there's a big shock about the towers. Uh, Freud would have had a, 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 a masterpiece with these with these guys back in the 14th century because size meant everything. That's they, all. <laughs> isn't, that that, isn't that funny how that was? that's the sign of machismo? If I can build it bigger and taller... That meant I'm more powerful. And than I you. can't even live inside of it. It's too small. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But man, just uh just talking about San Gimignano because you know, one of my favorite photos that I that I that I took, and it's it's in all and I'll actually post it uh on, on our website, uh, which you can see on our blog page, um, is of just um f eight old men sitting in right across from the cathedral. And I'm looking at it right now because I have it hanging in my in my basement. That's one of my favorite photos because it is, it, it tells a story. You look at this photo and you go, oh, that, that tells a definite story of just age, history. You try to put yourself in, in, their, in their conversation, and it, it, it is a conversation piece. But we spent Easter in San Gimignano. There's just, it has a special place in our heart. Oh, for the families. And the picture you're going to post to these old men, what people need to understand is that. That's not just San, San Gimignano. That's Tuscany and Italy anyway. But yeah. th those men that you're going to show in that photo, they're all relaxed, the conversation. That's that's a way of life. And when our listeners go to to see San Gimignano, that's, they're going to see the same thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's I know. It's an everyday occurrence. A everyday occurrence, and it's just a matter of time before things open back up and you get to experience Tuscany and the great hill towns and medieval towns 
and we can't recommend enough enough to start with San Gimignano. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media channels. You can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and even a TikTok page. Yes, we have TikTok. No, it's not updated that much because my my fourteen year old daughter runs it, and that's because I'm not a TikTok expert. But we do uh, would appreciate you if you followed us on our social media channels. Also, if you could give us a review on Apple or Google Podcasts. Just let us know what you think about this podcast. This is our 78th episode. We've been doing it, I think, since 2016, 2015. And we, your, your reviews, your feedback help us you know, get better, help us improve. And if there's anything you would like to have us podcast about, if you'd like uh, to know more about, feel free to email us, totaltuscany at gmail.com. That's totaltuscany at gmail.com. For Pat Capania, I'm Travis Justice. We will talk to you next time on another edition of the Total Tuscany Podcast. (music) 